Hey there, this is What the Riff, a podcast that takes you back to riff and reminisce about the days of old, that old time rock and roll. We're going to share a few songs off an album of the month from the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s with some individual staff picks and a little more. You're going to hear some well-known favorites along with a few deeper cuts that may re-inspire you. If you hear something you haven't heard in a while, or if it's totally new to you, visit our website, whattheriff.com, and you can download these songs to your playlist. We hope you enjoy the riffs and are riffing about them on What the Riff, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and also Marbury Creative Group, a brand development agency that helps companies tell it better. So for now, enjoy this episode of What the Riff? Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing. Welcome to What the Riff. It's Christmas time, and we're doing a rabbit hole Christmas edition. We'll check out Christmas songs you've heard before, and maybe some you haven't. And right now, we're listening to a good old favorite, and Brian's working on this one. What you got, Brian? Thank you. This one is uh, Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy, and it's a, song, a Christmas song with an added counterpoint performed by David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Little Drummer Boy is a Christmas song that was written in 1941, while the Peace on Earth tune and lyrics were written by Ian Frazier, Larry Grossman, and Alan Cohen, and they were added to the song specially for Bowie and Crosby's recording. Yeah, this was, uh, I think, a TV show, if I recall, when yep. I was a kid watching this. It was. The, the, yeah, the track was originally recorded in, on September. Actually, here's the irony. The, the track was recorded on September 11th of 1977 for Crosby's television special, Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas, which would ultimate, ultimately prove to be his last. The framing device is that Bowie's friend Hudson, who is not seen as he is always changing, he does that a lot, lets Bowie use his piano, and that Crosby is the poor American cousin the, interge- the intergenerational pair exchange scripted dialogue about what they each do on their respective family Christmases and on parenthood, banter about the old versus the new, uh, agents sliding down the chimney. Yeah, we kind of skipped the banter on this one. We're, we have yeah. a limited amount of time, but we've got a lot of songs to kind of Absolutely. So essentially, Bowie's appearance was, has been described as a surreal event undertaken at a time when he was actively trying to normalize his career. I like that idea of him normalizing his career by pairing up with somebody that's kind of an American icon, Bing Crosby. Yeah, I mean, you got Hope and Crosby's all those traveling shows are. Uh, spi- you got the Spiders of Mar- from Mars, and then you got Bing yeah, Crosby. The gl- the glam rock <laughs> to the to now, you know, just the thin white dude. But you, according to uh, the co-writer Ian Frazier, Bowie balked at singing "Little Drummer Boy." Oh wow! Yeah, he said, "I, I hate that. this song. Is there something else I could sing?" And so that's when they added. I tell you what, they worked real well on the this piece together. Yeah, and I enjoyed the heck out of this song, yeah. even though it does get played quite a bit during Christmas yeah. time. But this is a beautiful I'm sure song. Sure, glad you came by to work out on the piano today. Yeah, it's a great song. Let's rev it up a little bit. What do you think? Wait a minute. This is not a Christmas song. Just wait. We're not going to take it. This is a funny thing that you get at Christmas time is you get a lot of groups that are taking their songs and turning it into a Christmas <laughs> song. I'm not exactly sure that this is a classic. <laughs> I love it. Listen. 
what you think it's going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where's the word not going to take it part? Yeah. I think it's great. So, I mean, obviously, they just decided it is Twisted Sister. And um, it's from the album A Twisted Christmas. The, the thing that gets me... Uh, I, this reminds me so much of the uh, some of the movies and things like that. The uh, the where they where the 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 uh, old washed up singer creates the the Christmas song, and I'm trying to remember the name of the the uh, the, the show where that happens. Oh, I don't watch Hallmark Channel, so <laughs> no, it was with Hugh Grant. It was, uh, it was a movie from 1993, and it's just it'll hit me in a minute, and I'll have to jump back in there. Oh, it's one of it's one of my wife's favorites. The movie was Love Actually. They had um, they have a whole slate. It's it, and they're all songs that you would know. I mean, it's not original stuff. They have um, they have White Christmas, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Silver Bells. I mean, there is one called Heavy Metal Christmas. Perhaps we should feature that. Yeah, but. maybe. Hey, <laughs> we got a year for you know 2019. <laughs> So it's interesting if you take a, uh, a a regular song that everybody knows and you say, okay, let's see if we can put Christmas music to it. And interestingly enough, Twisted Sister wasn't the only band that did that. And I'm going to play another one here. Hold on a second. I want you for Christmas. <laughs> Back in 1970. <laughs> 78 with uh, Live at Budokan. I love you to love me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I got sidetracked there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, this has Lounge Singer written all over it. I definitely see uh, Happy Gilmore. Is that who the Lounge yeah, Singer is? Yeah. The, the Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer. Christmas Singer. That's what we need. Next, yeah. That's the remake. Yeah. Don't give him any ideas. Mm. <laughs> Nah, this is grooving here. Yeah. High all we need days. now, but all we need now is the screaming ladies from Budokan. Uh, pretty much straight up, isn't it? It's the exact same thing. Well, at least they can't sue anybody for uh, copyright infringement. Were they just uninspired? Were they just uh, lazy? I mean, but I mean, it works. They were trying to strike gold twice. That's what you're trying to do. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me when they started doing things like they made the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like when you run out of ideas, let's do a Christmas version. Right. I mean, it's kind of like. We need, <laughs> that's just flat out. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. That's flat out. Oh, man. You know, they should have, they should have sued each other for copyright infringement. Maybe they wouldn't have played it. They should have sued each other for something. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, uh, you, we got to check this one. Out. I'm going to, I'm going to fade this one out and, uh, and we're going to go back a little bit further in time. I want you to have a listen to this. Oh, back to the fifties. Once again, sort of a takeoff. There you go. They've been doing this for a while then. They have. Yeah. This is this is uh, Chuck Berry, and it's from 1958. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds like one of his earlier songs, though. So. Early, early days of the uh, of, of, of course, rock all his songs music. sound the same, didn't they? <laughs> well, so in, in other words, that whole idea of let's take, let's take, let's take something and recreate it Christmas yeah. style and make some more money. Exactly. Absolutely. It's, but it's very the the song that you're you're thinking about is Johnny Be Good. Oh, is it Johnny Be Good? Uh, but it is melodically identical to Little Queenie, which was released in 1959. But it's been remade a bunch, yeah, a bunch of times. And speaking of remakes, we're about ready to kick into a remake of this. Yeah, let's hear that. Yeah. <laughs> And if you don't recognize that voice, that's that certainly you. is not Chuck Berry. That's Lemmy from Motorhead. <laughs> Motorhead? I didn't know they were a Christmas band. They are tonight. They are well, now. This wasn't Motorhead, though. They had a backup guitarist from a little group called ZZ Top. Oh, really? Billy Gibbons is on this one. Then the drummer, Dave Grohl from, from the Foo Fighters. Oh, really? Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana, yeah. I like this, man. They changed the lyrics a little bit there. (laughs) I'm kind of thinking if you haven't been all that good, you get Lemmy in your stocking. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine sitting on Lemmy's lap for Christmas as Santa? (laughs) Hey, what do you want? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, that's now. I, I mean, there are quite a few as we've done research for this podcast. We did find quite a few heavy metal Christmas songs. Right. I wonder if it felt any way redemptive to these people. You uh, know, I mean, was it like it was a money grab? It was a money grab. <laughs> that's Wayne, the eternal optimist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you couldn't have the sex and drugs without the money. <laughs> Yeah, this thing rocks. So it's Run Rudolph Run. I don't have the lyrics up. I don't know if anybody nah. has them, but I mean. So this this was version was in 2008, and Bruce, you said Chuck Berry did his in 1958. Did his in 58. Uh, 50 right. years later. 50 years later, yeah. I wonder if it was like a 50th anniversary tribute or something oh, like that. Oh, that's a good question. This is an unusual one. You can hear the ZZ Top in the background, though. If you sit there, you hear Oh, yeah. That. You can definitely hear Gibbons' guitar. Now, how did they, did they get together just for this song? Yeah. They, lot, back then, everybody would just say, hey, let's play with this guy. Let's just all get together. There were several. That album had several different ones. Um, let me see what the album was. Uh, Wish You a Metal Christmas was what this, was this one came off of. Once again, go to What the Riff. Go on our Amazon, go through us on our website and Amazon, and go get that album, and you'll have a nice, hard, rocking Christmas. Yeah, on our blog, we have the whole playlist from the episode with some notes, so you can you can do that, and then you can uh, download them on iTunes also. I mean, who was it that found um, ACDC had a Christmas Oh, mistress! I want a mistress for Christmas. I want to, yeah. We'll feature that on another one. But 
That was that'll have to wait for another Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> what, and then, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Sid Vicious, I think maybe had one. Anyway, it's it's kind of crazy when you see who who does Christmas albums. Well, we'll let this one uh, wind down. Wind down. Does it wind down? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it probably ends abruptly, like anything else. So, so we're still in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, but how about if we do something a little softer, maybe? Yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's let's listen to the King for here for just a moment. You can't have Christmas without the no, King. No, you can't. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this is the King, Elvis Presley, singing my favorite of his Christmas songs. Of course, we always hear Blue Christmas and other things like that, but to me, this is my favorite. Recorded in 1971, but this song originally was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans. It was first performed by Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell in the motion picture The Lemon Drop Kid in 1950. Bob Hope singing this song, The first recorded version of this song was recorded by Bing Crosby and Carol Richards. That's the song, that's the Silver Bells. On September 8th of 1950. Uh, with John Scro- Scott Trotter and his orchestra and the Lee Gordon Singers. It was released in October of 1950, but you can hear now Elvis singing, of course, with his backup singers, the Inspirations, Sweet Inspirations, and, of course, the uh, uh, the quartet, uh, or the uh, J.D. Southern and Stamps Quartet. Yeah, the backup singers always make this. Oh, yeah. Of course, 1971, when this was released on his Christmas album, he sings, Elvis sings The Wonderful World of Christmas. He was at the height of his return to live performing yeah, yeah. After, the, after the Vegas days. This is when he was touring the world. Not the world, but the States. You know, he never, he never performed outside of the United States. Really? Wow. Never did. I didn't know that. No. He had plans to go to Europe, and they really wanted him to. But uh, obviously his health declined. And oh, actually, I thought it was uh, Colonel Parker couldn't well, go out because he he was he had a warrant somewhere. So if he well, came he back some, in, they would yeah. he would have been thrown in jail. Yeah, he I had some issues some, with gambling. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Elvis wanted to go to Europe because you know he was he had been invited numerous times, but he just never made it. Is, does this album also have Blue Christmas? That's yes, the does. one I, I mean. Yeah. yeah, Blue Christmas with Elvis. That's. I think of this one, I usually think of this one for um, Bing Crosby and then Blue Christmas for Elvis. But this yeah. is a nice version as well. Yeah, I, I can say, I, I like Bing's original version, but to me, just hearing Elvis and the, and the backup singers just yeah. makes my Christmas. But we're not, we're going back from your tr- traditional Christmas songs. Now we're just going to some originals. All right. And here's a nice original. Brand new Christmas stuff. Song. No remakes. No remakes. <laughs> oh. From 1977. What a lovely piece. Ah, oh, just calm and collective. Ray Davies on vocals. His brother Dave on guitar. Two brothers that just had to play together but couldn't stand to be in the same room. <laughs> so this is the Kinks. It's from 1977, and it tells the story of a department store, Santa Claus, that gets beat up by a gang of poor kids, <laughs> wants him to give them money rather than toys, and here comes that chorus. 
Give all the toys to the little rich boy. There you have it. So this has been... I just want some money. This song has been covered by just everybody. I mean, it's an obvious rock song, that, uh, and it, it really lends itself. You listen to the uh, to the power chords in the background, and it makes sense. You know, So you've got everybody from Green Day to Warrant to Bowling for Soup, Smash Mouth, lots of folks. OK Go, OK Go and Cheap Trick. So... <laughs> Someone else going for the money. Cheap trick again, huh? Yeah. And I'd much rather hear them remake their hit songs. It made it onto that 70s show, and it made it onto Bob's Burgers. If you're into Bob's Burgers, oh, yeah. Yeah. made it there. I need to start watching it around Christmas just to hear it. I have to say, I never listened to the uh, pay attention to the lyrics and now that you've listened to the lyrics you can't unhear it that's right <laughs> you, your conscience kind of bothers you now that you like the song I want to say the Ramones did a song similar like that <laughs> that's another one we'll do probably another Christmas time I, I would hate to be a department store Santa I mean I see these guys I just I, I can't imagine having somebody sitting on your lap all day long and pulling your beard and crying and just being in your lap. I will tell you though, one of my favorite one of my favorite Christmas shows, one of the Christmas films is um is A Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I thought you were gonna say Bad Santa. <laughs> no. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street though, yeah, because that has a def- it has the real Santa Claus that becomes a department store Santa Claus. And even back in, I'm thinking it's from the 50s, maybe earlier than that. Well, young Natalie Wood uh, played the young the little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, even then the department store Santa has kind of a bad rap because the, the reason he gets his job is because the, the department store Santa's drunk and he gets him off of the parade route and kind of takes over for So it. that's where Brian Santa came from. <laughs> it could be. So it was a prequel. <laughs> it was a prequel. <laughs> yeah, this is a great song. I had fun when I when this came out when I was a kid. This was one of those ones like it was grooving, having mm-hmm. fun, and rock and roll. But it was a Christmas song. Yep. That was a good one, and uh, we're going to go to one that I was not familiar with until we started doing research here. See if you recognize the voice. can't tell that's Freddie Mercury. Oh, yep. What a great voice. And this is Queen's Christmas song. And this was an original. Thank God it's Christmas. You know, it's weird because that organ sounds a little cheesy to me. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a... It's, it, it seems like an unusual organ for me for Queen to play. Well, Brian May had to do something. He wasn't playing the guitar in this, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the bass back there and the drums, obviously, so. So this was, um, this was actually... 
fairly close to their height. I mean, they I guess their yeah. height would have been 81, 80, right. 81 with uh, the game. another one bites another the dust in the, the game. Yeah. Okay. But uh, this would they would have they would yeah. have been at a I don't know he died point. that in the 90s. I, uh, I think we've covered them though. You, you yeah, we did yeah. into yeah. 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 yeah, go back and listen to our catalog. I need to do that. We've done my Queen memory before. These days. This I, is a great song by Queen. Yeah. Christmas song. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, it, uh, on the UK charts. It says for um, six weeks. It almost sounds like it's that Live Aid. You know, do yeah, they know bit. it's Christmas yeah. a little bit? It has that type one year of before. Feel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Live Aid was uh, well. Yeah, Live Aid. The first one was in 1985. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. So I'm, I'll, uh, I'm gonna, I've added it to my playlist. Hopefully you will as well. But let's keep on moving. We've got another one coming up here. We're gonna go back. uh, uh, I think a little bit here, and Wayne will handle this one. Wait a minute, surf music. Is it the Beach Boys? It could be. Is it Jan and Teens? Guys, you're missing it. Wayne just hops up in his chair and is surfing right now. I love the shorts, Wayne. Hopefully my butt's sticking out on the... Oh, yeah. Uh, a little plumber's crack. Now, this sounds there. very much like the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely on the, the, Cali- the California nah, sound. The Surfones is uh, more than likely... It probably, I, I don't even know when it came out, but it's just a, a play on that type of music. But this ah. is called Waikiki Christmas. And uh, it's just... Obviously, you just want to have that Christmas feel of a song in Hawaii, which is not everybody nice. needs a white Christmas. Yeah, you got white sands maybe, or I know there's black sands. I don't know if they got white sands there or not. But. I could see. I wonder if they had a video. I could just see them surfing, you know, with uh, Christmas trees. I tell you what, I would like to spend Christmas in Hawaii because sometimes it is damn cold. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely got that uh, old surf sound. Oh, yeah. little steel guitar there. Yeah. Or just some reverb coming out of the guitar. Or do like the Kings used to do and slice with razor blades into their amplifier just to give a fuzzy sound. <laughs> Intentionally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of uh, corniness to it, but it's also fun. Yeah. But speaking of corny, our next song is going to be even more corny because it's just really just a takeoff on a bunch of TV or movies that came out during Christmas. Rock and Roll Santa Claus by Suddenly Tammy and Beth Sorrento. Let's see how many of these uh, references that we can uh, identify here. Here they Rock come. And roll Santa Rock and Roll Santa Claus. There's Rudolph. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building of love! <laughs> Meaning a, or, a wonderful, uh, wonderful life. life. I want to be a 
dentist. Rudolph. Back to Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph. And they'll sing, and they'll sing, and they'll sing. The Grinch. Oh, the Grinch. Sing, sing. <laughs> I wonder if they had to play royalties. Shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, Christmas, Christmas story. story, yeah. There you go. I'm cute, I'm cute. Rudolph again. That's Rudolph, yep. All right, they're tripling back. God bless us, everyone. Tiny Christmas, Tim. Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Tiny Tim and Christmas Carol. Santa Claus and ho, 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 and mistletoe, and presents to pretty girls. All right, you got me. Yeah, Ryan, I'm not Bruce, I don't know that one. Rob. I think I should know it. I should know that one. Oh, it was Charlie Brown. Charlie oh. Brown Christmas. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Lucy. You're right. <laughs> this is an indie pop band from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, by the way. So we did well as we identified all the references. That yeah, was fun. Right. I like that <laughs> one. Something different. And now we're going to soul it up here. Get into a little soul. Get, on, get in touch with your soul side. Of course, it's got the Christmas intro. Little James Brown feels like. Mm. Yeah. But it's not James Brown. Who is it? It's, it's not Gary James w- Brown. Jump back. Gary Walker and the Boogie Kings with. Santa's got a brand new bag. Oh, Santa's got a brand new bag. Forget Papa. We're talking about Santa. That's right. So obviously, this is a takeoff of James Brown's song. Yep. Papa's got a brand new bag. So right. this goes back to our original premise, which was that. Some musicians are just taking a song, changing a few words to monetize Christmas. Exactly. So. Huh. It's all about the dollars, buddy. <laughs> all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Once again, I can, I, can, I can definitely see the Christmas singer singing this. <laughs> One out. So doesn't, um, does James Brown have any kind of a, a Christmas song that he sings? Speaking of which... Let's hit the next song. The Godfather of Soul, James Brown. This is off his album, James Brown's Funky Christmas. Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Hitch up your reindeer, uh, go straight uh. to the ghetto. <laughs> That's awesome. Santa That's Claus. a James Brown lyric. He wrote that. According to Eddie Murphy, I've seen James Brown in concert. Really? And it is a hundred percent production. He is the showman. Oh yeah. The first 15, 20 minutes are the backup singers, and they're just doing the doo wops and singings and everything else. And there's some sort of like, I don't know what do you call him? His, his, his in- guy does the introduction. He does a song. Then finally, it's James Brown coming out there. And he's just going to town. And he's just, he works hard. He is was the hardest, the hardest working man working. in showbiz. That's right. <laughs> and by the end of the concert, he's just starting to slow down. And of course, the fans are just cheering. You're just going nuts because you just got a show. And as James Brown was starting to head out, he's starting to die down. He falls to the ground, and everybody's going, man, he's just exhausted. 
And then the, the guy that, that who introduced him throws a little cape over him and just, you know, so sorry, you know, waves at the folks. So sorry, you know, you know, he's this is done. Then the music starts picking up. <laughs> and it starts getting better and better. And you see a little twitch out of James Brown. He starts moving. And he just, he rises out of that cape. Oh, wow. And there's James Brown again just working it to death. <laughs> it's a hell of a show. But you know what, though? You think about the influence he had on the later performers like Michael Jackson and Prince. If you watch Prince's feet and James Brown's feet when they dance, I can't tell the difference. I mean, you could see the impact that it had on Prince's life. That's For a good sure. point. I mean, his feet, they've moved so quickly. Over Michael to a large extent, too. Their feet are moving so fast, it looks like they're just gliding. Right. Amazing. We had a nice little uh, saxophone uh, part in here. I don't know if you've caught that. Here we go. Here we go. Can't go wrong with the sax. Of course, they don't call anywhere the ghetto anymore. <laughs> That's true. Elvis did a song about the ghetto. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. Santa Claus. The soul brother needs Santa Claus. Yeah, really. Well, now they just named a town. And this next one does name a town. Still the Christmas song. And if you're around in, in the mid-80s, run DMC. Yeah, the, the uh, record scratch gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas in Hollis, people. You'd think it was California, but no, it's Queens, buddy. Hollis is in Queens. An ill rain. <laughs> Folks, you just don't get quality lyrics like that. No. I think in the Santa Claus there was an ill reindeer in one of those. You saw. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, I can see Saturday Night Live doing a, a oh yeah, you know. or or Jim Carrey back with it in Living oh, yeah, Color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. So this is Christmas in Hollis. Wait, you gotta have. Don't you have that on college collard greens and on New Year's? Uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day. My mother used to make that and uh, turn my nose up at it. Uh, cabbage and black eyed peas. I tell you what, now. black eyed peas and ketchup is damn good. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. a cute little one. We'll, we'll right. uh, you'll have to check that one out. Well, we're, we're moving from from Queens to another part of the town. It's a little further south, far, part of the country, and we're moving to the south. And this next song kicks it back up. Thank Bruce. This is one of Bruce's songs. This is one of my songs. Sleigh bells are ringing. Angels are singing. Break out the mistletoe. 
if you're from Atlanta, you have probably heard this. If you grew up in the 80s, this was a big song. And this is James Slater. He's actually a two-time Grammy-nominated singer based in Nashville. Oh, he's not from Atlanta. He's not from Atlanta. In fact, um, he's... uh, uh, his mother was a native Spanish speaker. He was raised in the Panama Canal Zone uh, and is of Bolivian descent. So oh, wow. He's from the South, just South much America. further South. South America. There we have it. There's the lyric. I bet you the remake, if you, especially if you did it in Cuba... Because all I want from Santa is a girl from Havana. There you go. <laughs> he actually, at the time, he had a band, and they had a gig in Atlanta, and he wrote this song for okay. that gig. All right. But uh, but he's he's a pretty big songwriter. He's written uh, a number, uh, co-wrote a number of songs. Uh, most of them are in the country genre. Uh, Chris Isaac, Kiss Me Like a Stranger. Martina McBride, In My Daughter's Eyes. Okay. Tim McGraw, looking for that girl. Um, number of songs that he's uh, he's written. Carrie Underwood, Forever Change. So in South America, he still had the Southern accent <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and I bet you the people on the coast of Georgia are not very happy because I'm sure they would love to hear "All I Want from Santa Is a Girl from Savannah." Savannah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, they're all good looking. By the way, just to correct myself, he was actually born in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Um, but he was raised in the Panama Canal Zone. Okay. And, Which was then a U.S. territory, right? At that time, yeah. And all you need is me. <laughs> That's honest Savannah. Girl from Savannah. Yeah, that was a southern southern staple, sort of like we talked about from other groups. Didn't get it outside of the South. Right in my stocking. Is a girl from Atlanta. <laughs> Great call. Great call. That's a good one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cranking it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts off with that little Christmas dingle. Thought I have a little jingle. Yeah. yeah. This may be familiar to some folks. I think I just recognize that little riff. Yeah. I know a boy's life. Well, this is a different tempo. Yeah, a little bit. That's right. But it is the same group. It's the Waitresses. That's right. So they were a post-punk band from Akron, Ohio, uh, that were active in the late 70s, early 80s. I get this image yeah. of punk rockers. It's kind of 
hanging out together, just kind of bobbing their head, you know, to this. And the song is called Christmas Rapping. Yeah. So they are. They're kind of, kind of, sort of a one-hit wonder. And they did. I want. I know what boys like. That's yeah. the one that everybody's familiar with. And it does sound very similar. Yeah. There's your sax. Yep. It's a, it's a little different tempo. Sounds like it, madness on one of those yeah. songs. Our house. But this was the other one that was Christmas rapping was actually a, a pretty good hit for him. Yeah. But you really didn't hear from him after I know what boys like and Christmas rapping. I don't think you really heard no, from him. I don't think. I think they kind of. Those were both in 1982. Also. Yeah, I recognize it. I didn't initially, but. You know, actually, I was listening to uh, First Wave, kind of a plug for Sirius XM, but I was listening to First Wave, and they had their I Know What Boys Like on there, and I, oh, yeah? I just started laughing. I just, I, I remember how much fun that song was back in 82. Yep. But now in the Me Too generation, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's a great pick. I'm, I'm going to uh, listen to this one Yeah, a few more times this season here. Once again... We're going to have a YouTube channel for this Christmas uh, edition of uh, Rabbit Hole that we did. We'll get back on next week on a on a, on a month and a year. I definitely remember this one. Yeah. I de- that, that, that right there, that chorus. They're, they sing real quick. I mean, yeah. right. it's just like, nah, nah, there's no pause. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that you get with this that's hard to find today in rock is it's it's telling a story, right? Right. So at the at in the early '80s, you had that. You had this, you know, songs like this. You had Centerfold. You had a number oh, yeah. of songs that you know kind of told a story. It's hard to find that these days. Yeah, Centerfold's an interesting story. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. We haven't done Jay Giles, not yet, but we're gonna have to. Yeah. Maybe Love Stinks. Let's leave the sax. We'll move on to yeah. this next pick here. Yeah, this is actually our probably going to be our last pick for the night. We, we've got plenty of other songs. We're going to hold it for another uh, Christmas edition. So this time next year, stay tuned, and we'll have another one. But we're going to tie it into my favorite Christmas song coming up. What you got for us, Wayne? I believe in Father Christmas. I already recognize the riff. Yeah, I love the guitar. What's that, Wayne? What's it I called? believe in Father Christmas, and it's Greg Lake. Really, it's Emerson Lake and Palmer is what the, what it was kind of titled under, but it was all Greg Lake. It's a echo chamber in there, but it's Greg Lake singing and Greg Lake on the guitar. It always gives me the chill bumps every time I hear it. I post it every year myself on Facebook. Yeah. And it just, the idea is just, you know, the thing about Christmas, it is a very hopeful thing. That's one thing I do like Christmas. It does mean peace. It does mean peace on earth. Even in World War One, when people were killing each other at Christmas time, they stopped the bombings and they actually came across the no man's land and were greeting mm-hmm. each other. So... They did the same thing in World War II. Yeah. I do remember hearing this song as a as a as a kid in yeah. late middle school, early high school. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Well, to your point about wartime, it's just hard for me to imagine. You're trying to kill the person across the way, and then you're going to share a cup of 
cheer with that person during a Christmas ceasefire. I just never could grasp that. It was surreal. Yeah. And actually, uh, they they stopped that. The, they they actually ordered, you know, a lot of uh, artillery shells to be shot then. Sort of like a celebration. We're going to celebrate Christmas. We're going to try to kill yeah. the, the Germans on the other side. And they just, you know, obviously returned fire. So, but that first year in World War One, they stopped all along the, the no man's land. This is a great song. I, I like it. It's not on my playlist, but it will be now. Yeah, it's a great song. And, and, and I wish I had looked it up. This, this little chorus, uh, this little counterpoint, is a classical piece. I just don't remember which piece it is. I'll take a second while we're listening to this to remind everybody, or maybe you don't realize it, but the four of us met in our Sunday school class and just hit it off. We're good friends, and and we we believe we follow the Christian faith. And Christmas this time of year is very special to all of us, as I'm sure it is to most of our listeners. But. We really do wish everybody a very Merry Christmas with a lot of peace and joy. And uh, if you haven't been to church in a while, find one to go visit this Christmas. At least Christmas time, go and, go and visit. Go with your family. If you don't have family, find a friend. If not, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how we all met. I think it's a good thing. Great pick there, Wayne. Thank you. As they say, make it the Christmas you deserve. God blesses everyone, and now let's have some fun. Bob and Doug McKenzie from 1981. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Hey, and if you're a father and you get the first day of Christmas (laughs) and you're present, (laughs) feel grateful. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. There we have it. <laughs> and Brian and Brian holds up the beer he just finished. That's right. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Where do they come from? Do y'all? SCTV. That's right. Canada. City. The Great White North, right? Great yeah. White North. Well, SCTV is from there. <laughs> so name some of those characters. That, that basically blossomed in a great movie star. First course, I, I think it was John Candy. Yeah. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was there. Martin, Martin Short. Martin Short. Eugene Levy. They graduated to go to Saturday Night Live, too. Some of them did, yeah. And, and on to movies. It's too cold. It's too cold on the sixth day of Christmas. What is a golden toque? What is that? That's the hat. Is that a toque? Yeah. Okay. That's a toque. No, no, no. It's the it's the uh, the the winter hat. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> smokes. Who smokes anymore? Boy, that was that was dating yourself. And up here in a tree. <laughs> I love I love their uh, organ just playing yeah. automatically. Let's go, Hoser. <laughs> yeah. You remember back then, everybody used to call each other Hoser? Hoser, yeah. <laughs> what a Hoser. They get off, they get off track. <laughs> there was a time where Bob and Doug McKenzie were huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that beard's empty. Twelve. Twelve. They're getting worn out. Yeah.
I'm getting worn out too. <laughs> oh man. Of course, they have uh, a regular song that goes out there. You guys remember that one? No. Oh, Take Off. Take Off. Right. The Great White North. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. We need to we need to go ahead and retire this rabbit hole edition of What the Riff, the Christmas edition. We do wish you Merry Christmas and Good Day. This is What the Riff. I'm Rob. I'm Brian. I'm Chris Kringle. <laughs> I'm Bruce. <laughs> and I'm Wayne. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to What the Riff? We hope you enjoyed riffing with us, and we invite you to visit whattheriff.com to find and download the music we had on tap today. You can also contact us and request an album that you'd like us to riff about at whattheriff.com. And if you get a minute, like us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Links are available on our website. Thanks for listening to What the Riff? Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Also, Marbury Creative Group. Tell it better. If necessary, use words.